saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the God Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we have a special guest, my brother from another, from the south side of town, a culture. I, I, if I'm the culture referee, this guy is a, a culture regulator. I'm, I'm the dean of culture. Oh, he's the it's dean it's, of culture. There's only one, there's only one in the, the whole world. He's the dean of culture. That then actually he, is... He, it, I know. I know. That you is. Ain't got, you ain't got to comment that on is. it. I know. We, let's get to it. He coming with that energy. Right, let's get to it. So today is on the God Show, you know what I'm saying, where we discuss, you know, everyday culture, and the, stand, the God stands for goats and underdogs. So we got a goats and underdog list coming later, because I had to challenge Dean, but let's get it to Maris on you. Let's go. Okay, wait. Can you just tell me a little bit about your record label and where you're coming from before we get into the... Uh, my name is Dean Jackson. I am currently the director of marketing at Geffen Records. He's challenging your smooth voice. Oh, Do no, but listen. Not, but not only that... I'm don't, really don't, not, not only that, Dean is actually... Dean is actually... He's actually worked at Reebok. He worked at Coca-Cola. DTP, Coca-Cola. Dean yeah. is uh he is a dean of culture and marketing, period. Yeah. So dean of put some respect on his name. In the boardrooms. I heard yes. about that. So well shoot, you know what now? Since you said it, I want to get right into a question that I had for you. So one of the things that you really emphasized was that you started this because you wanted to make sure that young black executives didn't lose their authentic voice in the boardroom. Yes. How do young executives tend to lose their voice in the boardroom? What did you mean by that? I can be just honest with you. In this industry, um, a lot of this. First of all, there's not many of us who get a chance to sit at boardrooms. Not just record labels, brands, agencies, whatever. So the first thing people want to do is protect their check. Everybody want to get paid on Friday. So when you want to protect your check, you're not going to speak up on issues that you should speak up on, even if it's on your mind or in your heart or in your gut. Me, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I speak up in every boardroom, any boardroom I've ever been in as an intern. All the way till today, right? So I've been in boardrooms before when you have, you know, white women commenting on black women's culture, how they should do their hair, how they should move. And I, and I chime in, no, that's not how they operate. That's not how black women operate, right? So th- th- there's a responsibility. This ain't no trying to be cocky. This ain't no trying to be s- smarter than somebody. We have a responsibility in culture to speak up for culture, to protect culture, because if we don't, this shit won't be a culture in 50 years. We're already at year 50 in hip-hop. Yes. I'll go there. And, 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 and I, it's funny he say that because I can recall a certain staff meeting that I was in where a white kid came and played a kid music in the, you know, for the A&R meeting, and the kid was like really light skinned, like almost like he was like beige, like he wasn't black. And in the whole song, he was saying, nigga, 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 kill a nigga, but a nigga. And then I'm looking at the video and you know, Dean, you know how this shit go. Like I'm already looking like, okay, you could tell he was raised in the, the, you could tell he was raised in the suburbs, right? Cause you could always tell how someone was raised by their friends, right? You look at Chief Keith don't like video, them little niggas was about that <laughs> life, nigga. Like, the cameraman was probably scared to death. Like, right yo, them niggas house. had real guns. It was just different. So I'm looking at the video, and I was watching it. And I remember watching it, and I'm like, damn, I haven't seen nobody who was darker than a brown paper bag. Mm. 
So when the song goes off, everybody in the room is like, man, that's good. That's that's dope. It's going viral. And you know me, I'm like, uh, excuse me, guys. Correct. You have um, to be able to raise your hand and say it's trash. First of all, is he black? And then the, one, the white guy's like, well, his dad's black. I said, yeah, that don't mean no. shit to us. Because if his dad was black and he was raised around his daddy, he would have real black friends in the video. Mm-hmm. So the fact, it looks like a mockery in my culture. And then literally, it was like, sweep it under the rug. And they swept it under the rug and we never talked about it again. But having people like Dean and myself in the room, it just, to me, it messages to the culture that I care. Mm-hmm. And some people, that's why I always stress, don't fuck with people if they don't fuck with your culture. Like, don't, don't sign to somebody if they're not going to have you at their dinner table. Like, if I sign an artist, I don't care how street they are. You could come to my house. Yeah. Now, I'm being real because in my mind, it's like, if I'm afraid of you coming to my house, then I shouldn't be letting your message go out to the world. Mm, I like that. Real talk. So, it's a responsibility that we have. Mm. And, it's, and Dean knows, it's like, I know this. Like, nigga, we outside. So, you signed, like, I done signed little young street dudes before. And trust me, if I didn't have honor and respect how I moved... Nigga, I'm going to see them outside one day. And they're going to be like, that's that fuck boy that did one, two, three. And they're going to run up. So for me, it's like, I'm, I always tell people that's not, that doesn't look like me. I'm like, they're not going to hurt you, but they'll hurt me. Because they don't have expectations of you. They have expectations of me. And because of those expectations, I got to honor my word and be straight up and not bullshit and lie to them. So that's why I'm glad Dean said that. We need more people like that. Because, you know, you can't, you, it has to be a balance between wanting your check and caring about your culture I have and your a, people. I have a phrase that I use I carry with me. My phrase is, you can't market to the culture from behind the desk. You got to be in the streets. You got to be outside. You got to know what's going on. You cannot market to the culture from behind the desk. How do you stay in the streets? Like, are you physically there? Yeah, do you go to the club? Dean outside. No, Dean outside. Dean's one of those outside guys. Let me give you an example of what I mean. When I first got hired at Geffen Records, mm-hmm. we were still in the pandemic. So because we were in the pandemic, Universal Music Group had shut down T&E. There was no travel. And our label partner was based in Miami, right? So I spent my own money and I flew to Miami. I said, I gotta go meet him face to face. I gotta go sit with him. I gotta go talk to what's up, you know? So just that's an example. Like, I gotta be Getting out in the there mix. and doing a job yourself. Yes. Um, so another thing that you um, have spoke about is always properly leveraging relationships, right, in order to be successful. So yeah. it pertains to marketing. How do you properly leverage relationships to solidify your own personal success? Uh, that's moving outside of marketing because that's, like, very a very, like, narrow window of looking at it. Relationships are relationships. I started interning in this business um, with Ludacris and Shaka and Jeff Dixon at Disturbing the Peace Records. And I learned firsthand from Shaka Zulu how to build relationships, how to make yourself accessible to people, how to not be Hollywood, how to answer the phone, how to reply to emails, how to reply to text messages, how to show up, how to you know support other people, um, how to connect people without trying to be the middleman and get a 10% commission off of it. Sometimes I need to be able to say, yo, Ray, meet Bob. Y'all go make a hundred million. Exactly. Just don't forget me down the line. Yep. I don't, I, you don't have to get 10% off of everything. Yeah, but I just want to say, shout out to Shaka Zulu. Um, I, we stand with him. Yeah. But Shaka taught me a lot about how to, how to move too because he was way more successful and he spoke to everybody. So, yes. you know, a lot of guys in the music business were like super standoffish, kind of like, I'm the man, you come holler at me. And Shaka was the one guy that would walk in the room and walk. he would do a tour yep. around the room. He wouldn't just go in the club and go to his section. Yep. He'll go to his section and be like, yo, 
such and such is over there. I'm gonna go make sure so it's up to them. Such and such is over there. And if you remember, if you remember Ja Rule and DMX, that's one of the reasons why they fell out. Yeah. They was in the club and DMX was like, yo, I'm gonna tell Ja come over here. And Ja yeah. was like, nigga, tell that nigga come over here. Yeah. And it was like this whole thing. So man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I learned so much from Shaka. Like just like not to like, not to let your money determine how you move. Yep. Like, man, bro, like. Man, I fuck with Zulu, man. Shout, shout out to Shaka, man. He Family, one of the realest in this game. I've been knowing Dean. I was actually jealous of Dean coming up because he was a Shaka intern and I couldn't get in there. I, I wasn't I was college educated enough for, for Shaka. <laughs> guess guess what? Jeff fucked with me though. Shout guess out to Jeff. Though? Jeff was like, we can don't I, care about that can, shit over can here. Can I keep it real with you? Tell me. And this is for all the young people coming up in the business. I had to force my way in. I started off because I, I didn't I didn't meet Shaka. I met a guy named Malcolm who was running um, DTP Street Team mm-hmm. when I was at CAU. It was a Cameron Homecoming. Malcolm, that. It was a Cameron oh, Homecoming wow. show. And I snuck backstage. And he was the only person with a Def Jam jacket on, Def Jam style jacket. I went up to him like, yo, my name Dean. He gave me his card. I called him every day from the dorm room phone. He bought me some posters, disposable camera. Mm. And, that, and that's how I started. Oh, and wow. And when I first, I didn't get even a chance to go to the DTP office. and made me until like nine, ten months after I started wow. passing out flyers. And I started hanging around. And Jeff and Shaka, yo, you an intern. Go out in the street, go out in the streets. Yo, Dean, you always air hustling. Because I wanted to hear what was going yeah, on. Yeah, Dean was always good you, for that. You hear a phone room, call. When the secretary said, hey, Shaka, I got L.A. Reid on line one. So instead of me carrying my <laughs> posters outside, I'm literally sitting by the door like, oh, what are they talking about? Exactly. This is how I learned about a lot of things. But we can go. I like that. that that's really yeah. good insight. So it seems like you've been in the game for a while. So what impact has the internet had on marketing? So it went from like street teams and posters to now... Instagram and what? It's um, in the short span, it just made everything instant, right? Mm-hmm. Before, and Ray knows this, labels will roll out an album. You will have a U.S. release date and you will have an overseas release date. Only the super, super huge artists had a global release date. Jay-Z, the, whoever was the huge artist at that time. You have like, oh, we came out on Friday or Tuesday back in the day. Yeah, Tuesday. Then they Overseas release was probably like the week following, and, and tell them why because the, shipping it's, production, shipping production, it was that type of because thing. it was a point in time. Now the streaming has changed the game and digital, but it yeah. was a point in time where you had to kind of measure how many albums you to thought someone was going to sell. Yes, so you shipped a million. Yeah, you didn't like some artists. Like so, oh, if you was yeah, so you so. They didn't even want to make CDs for overseas if yeah. they didn't think anyone wanted it. Got it. It's so, similar to like a pre-save now for yeah. DSP. You would say, oh, pre-save, pre-order, whatever, before the album comes out. Oh, damn, we got 100,000 pre-saves. People must want this. Oh, we got t- yeah. 50,000 pre-orders. People must want this. Yeah. So it's similar. Technology to- has made the music business a lot easier to navigate because yeah. at one point in time, it was all about call and response. Yeah. Like yeah. now you got Shazam. You don't even have to know how good your song is doing. You could just Shazam it. I could literally go and Shazam. It was a point in time where you had to do research and call yeah. and ask. Are people asking about this? I think the biggest thing that is done is it's let the people on the ground that's trying to get in come face-to-face virtually through technology with the executives, right? So there was a time where, like, like Jeff Robinson be on Clubhouse yeah, talking and course. stuff. It was a moment where you couldn't just pick up and talk to talk Jeff, Jeff Robinson. Robinson. That's what I'll you know be what I'm saying. Jeff Dixon be on Clubhouse. I'll be saying and I'm like. <laughs> so now the thing is, people don't know what questions to ask. Like there's a true, uh, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but like that's a true, like, not honor, but it's a privilege is I, the word I, I, I want to you know, say. You know what I tell people? To sit in those rooms. You know what I tell people? I always say, you know you figured out life when I can ask you, 
people do you want to spend five minutes with and your life is going to change? Yes. Because that means, because like some people are going to say Oprah. But it's like, yeah. what are you going to say to her? Yeah. What are you going to say to her that no one has said to her? It's not like Oprah doesn't encounter human beings. It's not like she lives in like a room by herself. She encounters human beings all the time. What do you say to her? Like, or Elon Musk. Okay, you're in the room yeah. with Elon, um, Elon Musk for five minutes. What the hell are you going to say to him? My person was always Steve Stout. And then over the years, I got a chance to connect and meet with Steve Stout, you know, a few times. You know, what he does in exactly. marketing and what he's contributed to culture, right? I still think he gets his shout outs and things like that. But I don't, still don't think we put him on a pedestal that he truly deserves to be on. Because anytime you see an artist out here right now, oh, this artist got this brand partnership. This artist did that. It's because of him. Yeah, he started it. Like, he opened by, the door. like hands down, because of him. What was one of the first projects you took lead on? Oh, that's a great question. What was one of the first projects that he what? That I took lead on? Um, I can tell you. It was, um, I did Ludacris's endorsement deal for New Era Hats. Um, I was still an intern. Shout out to my nigga Dean. Southside making noise. I was still an intern. This Come on, is, Dean. This is what I mean, like making shit happen. I was still an intern. I got a phone call from my man Pete Oakley. Me and him still do business to this day from New York. He called me and said, yo, I got a contact at New Era. They're trying to get in contact with Jermaine Dupree or T.I. to do this Atlanta hat, right? And at that time, I was young in the game. I didn't know Jermaine Dupri and T.I. I couldn't get them on the phone. I said, I can get you Ludacris, right? <laughs> he said, well, Luda got braids. And I had to convince him, like, yo, I can get you Ludacris. And they emailed me this stuff. It took me about three months of convincing Shaka. Um, this is when I couldn't just get a quick sit down with him. I had to go through my man, Ken Bailey, who was the A&R at that mm -hmm. time. And Ken said, print it out. And he walked Ken. me in the Shaka office and said, you need to listen to this kid. And we did Ludacris' New Era deal in 2007, 2008. We opened up the New Era flagship store that was right by the Tabernacle. Yep. And then, um, but the thing about that is we, that relationship stood from 2007 all the way to 2012, uh, where they sponsored every year. They made customized hats every year. Ludacris was the first Southern artist ever to have a, his own New Era hat, and it was the highest selling hat ever. And Cameron had a hat. Culture. Um, um, Can we Spike, drop a bomb Spike, for that? Spike Lee. Can Spike we drop a bomb for that? Hold up. I feel like I don't even. He gonna drop a bomb every time you say it. Cameron had the Dipset hat. Spike Lee had a hat. A lot of other people. Ludacris had the number one selling hat. And this is where the marketing part comes in. At. And I gotta. I can't even take a lot of credit for this. Shaka taught me things like this. We were working on a DTP compilation album. Chingy hat came back. All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So Shaka said, "Well, we just not gonna do Luda. We are gonna do all the artists." We did um, advertising. This one was still print mags, Vibe, Double XL, Source. With all, we made New Era pay for all the full page ads and all the magazines that said this artist album coming soon. So now you're saving money against the artist budget, right? That's, that's more money back in pocket, and it's still little things like that that I learned off of that. Um, so that was the first, first, my first deal I ever did. Okay, and then I know that you um, worked for Coca Cola, so you ended up working on a Drake and Sprite project. What was that like? Uh, those are, that is called having cultural insights. A cultural insight is something that's invisible to the people. You have to have it in your gut. You got to be in the street. You got to know what's going on. Shout out to my brother Ronaldo. Um, what I'm, are you I, paying attention to when you're trying I'm about to, to tell you? Exactly? I got you. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So I just want to serve it up by the. This is business is about relationships. You are nothing in this business without relationships. Nothing. You are nobody. Nobody's made it to the top by themselves. Nobody's made it from step one to step five by themselves. Nobody. So Ronaldo my, is a fashion stylist, art curator. It's my brother. 
he got called from Atlantic Records to style Music Soul Child. And this is another point I want to make about doing good work and how things how can even help your crew. Ronaldo got a call from Atlantic Records to style Music Soul Child for Music Soul Child's album on my radio. He did such a great job. Atlantic called them back to say, yo, music is going to be in a Coca-Cola campaign. We want you to style it. He did such a great job on styling it. The executive at Coke said, my birthday is coming up. I want you to style me. This Ooh. is how it trickles down to me. Ooh. He was like, yo, I got to go meet the exec from Coke to style it for her birthday. I said, I'm going with you. He said, no, bro, you can't go with this business. My nigga, I'm going with you. <laughs> this is facts, right? I'm going with you. She went to, they, they met at um, Derek Blank's yeah, photography studio. Exactly. Ronaldo was living over there. I went into Ronaldo's computer lab in his apartments. She was coming like five, six o'clock. That morning, I went into his computer lab, Googled everything I could about Coca-Cola, Sprite, whatever, did like a five-page marketing deck oh, wow. in like three hours um, on one of their products, printed it out in color. Who told you to do that? Myself. I just want to make sure it's known. These are facts. Nobody told me to do this. Nobody told you to do it. I took it. I walked into it. He introduced me to it. I presented it to it. She said, wow, nobody even knows about this. Mm. She gave me a card. I was working at Coca-Cola the next Monday. Oh, wow. In, in a full great. suit, everything at the Coca-Cola corporate building. Facts. Bro, we got to clap for that, man. Facts. Now, how the Drake piece came in, first day on the job, she walks in. We go into the meeting. She pulling me in meetings I don't belong in, honestly. Your first day. It's 25 years old. She hired me on my birthday, June 30th. Oh. On my birthday. And first meeting, as soon as I walked in, it was a Sprite meeting. I'll never forget it. Her name is Yolanda White. She owns a company now called Deo. She's a, an amazing person and my mentor to this day. She said, who should we sign as Sprite? Drake. He was on So Far Going <laughs> Mixtape. Now, no album. This was before the cash money deal. Why should we sign this kid? She said, he ain't even signed. She said, go do me some insights on why I should sign him. I went into my computer, rolled it up, boom, 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 boom. I didn't even have a relationship. I knew nobody. Um, all I knew was so far gone. He was doing crazy numbers. He was about seven, 800,000 mixtapes sold at that time. I called Shaka Zulu. I said, yo, can you get me in contact with Drake? He said, I'm going to put you on the phone with Tez. Mm. Put me on the phone with Tez. This is how I met Tez. I said, um, Tez, Dean Jackson, Coca-Cola. He said $750,000. Real, real fast. <laughs> really fat, seven fifty. This is off Drake's so far going seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yolanda said, I'm not giving a kid no seven hundred fifty thousand. He got a mixtape. Long story short, we came back to sign him for two million two million dollars. Maybe about a month or two later. Cause it was moving so fast. Get the fuck out of here. We came back and signed for two million. That's amazing. And that's when that's how she became my mentor because of that. She said, I'll never doubt you again. And you good with me forever. Mm. She said, I'll never doubt you again because we had him at 750. And I could have got it. Mm-hmm. And that That's Shout out to Dean, man. I just want to say shout out to you, brother. I see you work. Every time I see you on the streets, I always give you love, but I just love I just want people to understand the aggression that comes with doing this shit. You gotta you gotta you gotta treat you hear this the entertainment Jordan, business. You gotta want this You gotta JoJo. treat the entertainment business. You Preston. gotta love this shit like you love your own child. That's the best way. You, you got to be obsessed with it. It has, it has to be unconditional. And not to mention Kanye's name. I know he's doing something. This is, one of my models is you have to have the passion of Kanye West with the humbleness of Pharrell. And the, that, and, that. and the strategicness of Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. But I always say the passion <laughs> of Kanye with the humbleness of Pharrell. And you can go a long way.
I have a question. So you've mentioned a lot of hip hop. Do you um, do marketing for other genres as well? I just started. Okay. And how is that different? Oh, it's different. So talk to me about Um, it. I took this job. um, My boss, she gave me my talent roster first day on the job. She said, I want to challenge you. She said, I know you've been doing this hip hop thing a long time. (laughs) She said, I want to give you a country artist. And I was like, what? Country artist? That's all the way left. I said, I don't know nothing about it, right? She said, trust me, it's country, but it's hyper pop, blah, blah, blah. His name is Kid G. It's from Georgia. Um, 18-year-old kid. It's extremely talented. Um, long story short, I got two gold records oh, wow. out of it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, is that the guy that went viral the other day? No. Okay. So, anyway. Kid G is amazing talent. All right. So I do want to go into some trending topics, if that's okay with you guys. We will get back into the marketing, but I do want to talk about some good stuff. This actually isn't trending, and y'all probably going to kill me because y'all wanted to be a little bit prepared for this, but I do want to ask this question. What's the last hip-hop album that lasted more than six months? Um, I'm going to say, for me, uh, Donda. And no, no, I can't be real with you. I'm telling y'all, I went through like some really tough moments earlier this year. And Kanye has a song on Donda named 24. And I literally drove home to that song every night, like with tears in my eyes, because I was like going through it. And it's a line in the song where he's like, God's not finished. Yeah. God's <laughs> not finished. As long as you're alive, God's not finished. As long as you're alive, the devil's not winning. Like he was just. Oh, he got real rap gospel going on over. Oh no, no, no. it's called Twenty Four. I was recommending anybody, but I would say that, and then I would say uh, Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. And I'm and I'm watching the Beyonce moment happen before our eyes. Yeah. Like the cuff it uh, challenges going, but you know it's 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 hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. Um, for me. I'm such a hard critic. I like I hate on everything because I want I I only want to listen to the best. So I'll just rewind back to an album that was like the last time I listened to a full album from top to bottom was Jay Z four four four, right? Still, and, and the reason why because I'm just keeping it transparent. I was going through a divorce in 2017. The album actually came out on my birthday in in in, in 2017, and I literally like on some high school stuff. I put my my AirPods in. And just listen to it from top to bottom. Because everybody was talking about, oh, he's going to be talking about adultery and this and marriage and relationships. And then all the content that rolled out with it, right? And I always try to express to artists now, like, content is more important than the music. Period. Now, you got to have good music. I'm not saying don't make good music. A lot of people make bullshit music. Make the best music you can make. But you have to have a content story and strategy. That's two different things. A story and strategy. Just because you in the studio and you got the camera, man watching you record, that's not content. No. I want every artist to know, that's not content. That's called B-roll. Mm. That's called B-roll. Mm. You in the studio, they got the camera going around, oh, we playing, the, we hitting the buttons, that's B-roll. Content is what Lil Baby did on Amazon, what Travis Scott did on Netflix, um, what Jay-Z did for 444, with how Kanye West rolled out the Runaway joint, like a, like a short film. Content. Content tells um, the story of where you're from. How you grew up, where you in hip hop especially, right? People want to know about you. The thing that separates the superstars to the just the regular artists is if I name any superstar, you can tell me about them 
outside of their music. If I tell you, if I say Beyonce, you can say her mom owned a hair salon. They used to practice in the hair salon. Her Father quit his job. You know what I'm saying? Six figure if I tell you about Hope, you can tell me everything. Snoop, you can tell me everything. That's because they have a story. Mm. These artists today don't have stories. Or they don't even understand the importance of telling their story. Yeah. Like, just tell, like, dog, like, content gives yeah. your music content. And that's where Lil Baby is beginning to separate himself from his class. The documentary that he did... The performances that he's doing, his his performances are elevated now. His rapping actually gets better yep. with each project that's released. He's actually separating himself from his class. Um, and in five to ten years, it might not be nobody from Lil Baby's class but Lil Baby. Well, you mentioned something that I thought was pretty important, um, and it's kind of like being more strategic. So when coming up with a marketing strategy for artists, what does that process look like for you, and what factors do you take into consideration? I always say the best marketing plans are honest and authentic. Mm. You can, I can make any, we can make anything up. Shout out to Dean. Dean get, like get more bombs, Dean get more bombs than me I'm right now. Saying, I'm sitting we, back. We can make anything up that's a spectacle. Oh, put Ray on top of this and let him do that, right? Like, what do you want to do? I remember, I remember I had a meeting with, I think it was somebody from Outcast Crew one time. This is before they even did the, the um, performances in the park. And I was like, y'all should do y'all performance on top of Stone Mountain and then, like, stream it out to everybody. And they was like, you crazy, what? Mm. But why not? Mm-hmm. You can do it. Think so big. What, what, what Jay-Z and Kanye West and Beyonce have taught me is, and Puff, that you can do anything. Like, you can make anything happen. Ain't no that can't happen. Anything can happen. Yo, go on top of Stone Mountain, live band, and stream it out to the world. Mm, that's real. That's fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, just things like that. Like, what's the most outlandish things? Like, when you see Drake and Kanye at the um, the cathedral shit out there yeah. they did. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that, like, like it's, about, it's, about make, it's about taking moments and making it. Uh, it's like art. Like, and taking a moment and making it a moment. Let me just time. say this. I know that Kanye's in the space right now, but what he has given to hip hop and to entertainment overall as from a creative level, like you talking about a listening party at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, change the a, a listening party at the Madison Square Garden for Life of Pablo with a fashion. Listening show. party. Listening party. Give me a whole Madison Square Garden for a listening party. You know what I'm saying? Let me let Arthur Blank give me the Mercedes Benz Stadium to sit here for two weeks to record my album. I'll pay for it. Mm. Fire. Like the thing is, like nobody wants to pay for it anymore. And the thing is, I tell people it ain't your money. Yeah, it's the label's money. Yeah, right. It's like a loan, so you got to pay. You got to pay it back regardless. But, it, but if you can make it a, the biggest spectacle, make it a spectacle. It, it makes it last longer. Period. I could think of so many hip hop rollouts. I, I just first thing pops in my head. With the two big, the two ones pop in my head is the Brianna seven seven seven, which was most iconic shit. She flew to seven countries in seven days on the triple seven airplane. But Hov did that with the which, with the hangar tour. He did, but it wasn't. <laughs> but the seven 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 to me was like I don't remember what cities Hov went to. He went to Atlanta. Was definitely one of them. I know. I remember he did because he was six in the morning here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I'm just saying. And then and then if you don't want to go that big, Kendrick Lamar. Had a damn uh, a flatbed truck and he just rolled through the city of LA with a band. That was sponsored, by, that was sponsored was, by Reebok. Yeah. Yep. By the way, you gotta play see that. Reebok sponsored that. See? Um, Summer Walker had a good one with her. When, it was when, no, 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 no. Harlem is going to talk. The goal now. of marketing is to build hype for a project for an mean? artist, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking about the marketing, not the music. The marketing when they had. 
the the hard drop. Um, the hard drive going from city to city. You got to bang on the box to get in it. People couldn't do it. They was in Times Square doing I that. I brought this up yesterday. I like, just that was a good thing. She did. That was a good one. That was a good one. Shout out to LVRN. Them niggas is marketing genius. They geniuses. My God. DTP alumni as well. I'm going to let y'all get into y'all battle real quick. Wait, wait. Not yet because you got a little excited. Look, Ray was like, let's go. Get into the ring. Okay, sorry. Go, go. Just two more things before y'all get into that. What is your number one responsibility as a black music exec? Yeah, music exec right now. To always speak up for the culture. What do you mean by that? Internally and externally. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is not just the artists, right? It's my responsibility to speak up for the younger black um, professionals that work in these companies that's being overlooked and not being seen, right? For example, there's a, you know, I, I can't say names and stuff like that, but I worked at a job before. And there was a young black man, super hungry, super energetic, super creative, super smart. And I went to, and he was below me in title. And I went to my boss and said, yo, called him in the middle of the night. Mm. He needs to be promoted. Mm. He needs to be promoted. Right? Without even telling him I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. He needs to be promoted. And this is why. Mm -hmm. Because I have this kind of roster He's been contributing these kind of ideas to my roster, like viable ideas that I'm actually using, right? And I'm always the kind of person that give credit. I, don't, I When I go in a meeting, if the young intern come to me like, yo, Dean, we should turn this bottle blue. And I go in there and they're like, oh, that's dope, Dean. Well, I want to know, Ray, Ray, Ray gave me that idea. Young Ray over there gave me that idea. I teach idea. that you know to my saying? team. That's you what have I teach to. Them. A lot of people have, didn't do that yeah. for me. And, and, the credit. and just in the industry, give the young people their credit. Speak up for the young people. Speak up for, as a, as a black man in this thing, speak up for black women in this industry, right? Of course, they're overlooked. Um, but shout out to people like Ethiopia, of course, who sits in a great role. And, you know, Period. Sylvia Rones and all those great women in the industry, you know. Do you think it's different for women? Because most of the time, females feel like there's not room for two black women at the No, table. it's definitely. It's definitely different for women than it is for men in hold. And I, that's, I, I think that's changing, though. Cause yeah, it is. Right now, female rap is busting the ass of male rap. Hands down. Shout out to the like, New York. Like, Hands there's no down. male rappers that have a harder song than that Glorilla Cardi B record when Hands that shit come down. up in the club. And ain't, or, no, man made, and ain't or, no man made a harder record than FNF to this day. Like, like I'm just being honest. Women rap is kicking male rap ass right and now. So we should have more when she did when she did When she redid Gucci Man Vet Pass yes. By on the South Side, like, that was, like, a real thing. Like, those are the kind of moments we were just talking yeah. offline about, like, artists recreating certain songs. Sometimes you recreate it for the album. Sometimes you recreate it as a freestyle to throw some content up. Like, on, you cannot move forward unless you honor the past. Yes. Amen. Right? That's what sampling is for. Sampling is not just to get a hit record. It's also to honor the past and know where it's came from. So. And messaging. It's messaging also. It's yeah. messaging that I'm, I'm, I'm on this. I'm from this. Yes. All right, it's, last it's question before I let y'all get into it. Do you consider yourself a GOAT or underdog? I'm always an underdog. Like, when, when you consider yourself a GOAT, you have not only put a target on yourself... Uh, metaphorically tar target. Um, but what you have done is you've kind of taken yourself out of the sphere of learning, mm -hmm. right? As an underdog, my whole thing in life is to research, research, mm -hmm. research. I want to know about everything. My mother taught me this. Don't ever walk into a room and you're not able to speak on a topic. Mm -hmm. 
whether it's religion, whether it's entertainment, whether it's business, whether it's relationships, whether it's children, whether it's sex, whatever it is, you should be able to speak in an intelligent way on that topic. I had to go to college and learn. Even if it's only one sentence and shut the fuck up and then go learn something. But if you're unable to speak on that topic in any manner, then you need to go pick up a book or get on the internet and go learn some shit. And, and here's the thing. No goat puts himself in the goat situation. Jay Z's a goat, but Oprah he's going. A goat. He, he's going against certain worlds to be where he's an underdog because goats need challenges. Yes, Michael Jordan is the goat, yes. and he's still starting off with a new basketball team. He's not the Lakers. He's trying to build it. He's an underdog when it comes to that. So if you really are a goat, you're gonna even when you have conquered something, you're going to go to the next thing to conquer. If it's too easy, it's it doesn't time to feel do good new. sitting on the top of that mountain knowing that you're too good at it. You have to conquer something else. If it's too easy, it's, it's time to do something new. All right, so I want to get into the nitty-gritty, the good stuff. This is what everybody came for. Look, the way they both grabbed their phones, you would have thought we were really going into a ring, and they were getting ready to go into a box. So this is my favorite part. Cause, Talk to me now. Okay, so Dean is, Dean is marketing, right? That's what I've known. If, if, if hold you, on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let me strip that away. Ooh. Go ahead. Let's strip that away because for, for the people here. Marketing is a specialized skill set that I have. Yes, don't put, Don't put him in that box. Don't put him in that box. I am the dean of culture. But hit me out. Respectfully. But hit me out. But you was known as I came up as dean brand marketing. Yes. I did that because that was only that, way That was I how you brand in. yourself. No, that was the only way I can get in. I tried to do A&R. Really? This, I was taking artists in the studios, finding, trying to find beats. I was like, oh, that shit ain't for me. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then they always came back to marketing. And the reason why, and we, let's get right, the reason why I chose marketing as a profession was because of Julie Greensball. But we can go on. She's so, the reason. So Dean is brand and marketing. Mm-hmm. His nickname in the streets was Dean Brand Marketing. Yes, yes. Right? That's what you, that's the first five years. I didn't even call him Dean. That was the name, him, that was the name I, of my marketing I called company. him Dean, Dean Brand Marketing. That's yeah, what I called him. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I was like. Well, that was the marketing strategy in itself just to get your name known. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's, that was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That, like my email is my email is Ray Mogul. Like yeah. I wanted, I had that since 2005. It was like, I wanted to put my name next to something that I was. Nobody knows what the, the ad is. So don't worry yeah. about it. But it was Ray Mogul. But point is, is that I was like, how can we find something to talk about? Biggest campaigns, whatever, whatever. And I was like, nah, that's boring to Dean. <laughs> Cause he going to beat my ass in that. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, he just named a few. So we wanted to like talk me. about, so we're going to do our top five underdogs and top five goats on regional songs, but the song has to have mention of a region. So it can't be what we do by Freeway because Freeway didn't say Philadelphia. Wow, it has wow. to be a song. It has to be a song that says the city or the region. Make in sure it. the rules are clear here. Yeah, because I don't need y'all making up stuff. In the no, middle. no, no. It just got to be a song. So like Pastor Troy, uh, No More Playing GA could be on the list because it's represent. It reps Georgia. So I just want y'all to understand how we're doing this. So we talk about regional hits that represent a city, region, or mentioning the name of something. So, right, Dean, so you got to go first with your underdog list. <laughs> Clips, Virginia. Okay. okay. Nas, New York State of Mind. Four. Eminem, Detroit vs. Everybody. Mm. Project Pat, North Memphis. That's a real, that's a Damn. real shit. <laughs> and I went there. Damn, leave me number one. Get the number one. Hold on. And my last one, I'm still stuck. I ain't got it yet. You got to come back <laughs> no, to me. I'm literally poor. I told like, you. You I'm got something written y'all, down. I'm making y'all What you got written down? I Sir Mr. Glock Posse on Broadway. Because there's a Broadway in Seattle. 
Sir Mix a Lot Pops. Let me tell you something. You just schooled me. You, no, no, you just yeah. schooled me because that was on, uh, and I was like, but he's not from New York. No, he's Broadway, from Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Broadway. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Let me go, go to my underdog Shout list now. Shout out to Jason Terry. What up? I'm going to go to my underdog list now. All right. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me get, the, let me pull my shit up. All right. Here's my, here's my underdog list. Number five is T.I. When you win the A. Ooh. That really was what put T.I. on the map. But let me, let me go there. PSC. Number five, T.I. When you in the A. Number four, Uptown Baby by Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Number three, Tupac to live and die in L.A. Yeah. Oh, my God. That song Special. made me want to go to L.A. Special. Number two, Petey Pablo, Raise Up. North Carolina, you want to raise up. Take your shirt off. And then number one, Pastor Troy, no more playing GA. I got to give it to him. I like that. That's my that's that's my underdog list. Okay, you ready for my now? Top we'll, now give me your goat list. California Love, number five. Can you hold up on your number one though? I want to. I want to okay. save your number. Welcome one. to Atlanta, number four. Georgia, Empire State of Mind. Hold the number. One. What? That's that's number two. Empire State of Mind is number two. Yeah. Okay. What's your number no, one? Wait, no, I want to. Hold on, let me go. Let you, me go. I, yeah, I want to. So you want to get my top me, four? Don't give me your number one yet. My number five is Welcome to Atlanta. Okay. Number four is KRS One South Bronx. Number three is Outcast AT Aliens. By the way, they said Old National got skanks. Yeah, like, I was, was Old National. That was the so song that made me love it. Outcast. Yep. Number two is Straight Out of Compton by NWA. Oh shoot! Oh, so I know what's going on now. Okay, I know what's going on. Okay, so what's your number one? My number one was Straight Out of Compton. Oh, and y'all the reason, but, but the reason why my number because of the. The, I, I think I always think about impact also. Yeah. The impact that NWA had on culture, had on politics, had on the streets, had on straight out of Compton, it, it, it even impacted New York. I like that. You know I mean? That's a impact. That's the reason why I took it. And it's still to this day, of course, because of the movie and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It still reigns supreme. Mm. The, the the marketing campaign that came behind it with Beats, with the photos, straight out of yeah. Jonathan Mann and all that. So it was a whole, I looked at impact for that record. My number one is Empire State of Mind. I switched. So his number one was your number two. Your I, number I'm not two. mad at that. I'm not mad. Because yeah. straight out of Compton is. It was impact. That was the first time I heard of Compton, by the way. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? And I didn't want to go there. By the way, here's you said a, you did it? No, here's a, here's, a, here's a fun fact. I lived in, when I was, you know, I was a kid, I lived in Patterson Projects. The guy that lived downstairs from us in our building was this guy named Tim Dog, who had a song called Fuck Compton. Oh, shit. In a response to Straight Outta Compton. Tim Dog, like he lived in, in our hood. So that's just a fun yes. fact. I, so that's really like, I heard Straight Outta Compton, but we didn't play Straight Outta Compton. We was yeah. playing Tim Dog's. Fuck Compton because it was like New York, but and I only said it because of its impact on culture overall. So, so break down how you get to your five. I want to get to your uh, a goat five. Break down where where the facts come from. Uh, hold on, let me pull this up. Let me look at it. I can't. Know. I was going. I can't. Uh, hold on. And, the and reason the reason why I picked California Love because Pac had just got a jail. He just he went to death row. That was a whole thing. Impact again. Yep. The, the big budget video. It was like a it was a thing. It was like a movie when we seen that shit. Right. I don't build fresh out of jail. Like he yep. was talking that For shit. Real. Um, welcome to Atlanta because of what it's become. Yep. Right. That's like our national anthem here. Yep. Honestly, um, Phil Mob Georgia because I don't think Phil Mob gets enough credit for who they are and what they do. I think even at that time, that was right strategic marketing, shout out to Shaka, 
Jamie Foxx had just came off the Ray movie. So you go get Jamie Foxx to do the Ray Charles part mm-hmm. from the marketing side. Uh, Empire State of Mind, because not only is Hove my GOAT in, in number one, but is how he rolled it out. He did the American Music Awards performance with the Frank Sinatra shit on, with the motherfucking touch Crazy. on. You know what I mean? The little mama moment at the MTV Awards. Look, the moments he he did the fucking Yankee Stadium with Alicia Keys doing the World Series. It was like, I, I was kicking my shit back to some kind of marketing strategy and why it means something to me. Um, and like I said, I already mentioned Stratacom and the, and the reason why. So for me, welcome to Atlanta because I feel like it was like the introduction for the rest of the world to Atlanta. It was like, that was like our roll out the red carpet song. And I'm from Atlanta, South Bronx. Because, you know, I was born in the Bronx. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I was born in the Bronx. And he hardly mentioned it. The, the home of hip-hop. And, you know, I think that was like the first time someone took pride in a region from a song. So that's why I'm like, South Bronx, the South, South. So that, yeah, was, yeah. that was AT Aliens because that was like, I remember riding down Old National just leaving the Banneke High School game. Mm. And I remember getting in my boy Red Car. Mm. And it was... It was uh, um, College Park in the house. Decatur, Old National got skanks. And it was like, you couldn't tell us shit. The only other reference in hip-hop culture that Old National and, and we got was when Luda said, this Luda Chris coming live from Old National and God be road. The block is sold. And I was like, that we took, you got to understand the importance of hearing your city and the world is singing it. And then number one, I mean, number two was straight out of Compton because I just felt like it was a cultural phenomenon. And Compton is not even that big of a city. But for it to have such an impact on the world where you got, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in New York City. I'm in New York City. I mean, I'm in Japan. And the guys are like, Japanese guys are like, straight out of Compton. Uh, yeah. Like, that's him. Dog, no bullshit. Like, they didn't even speak English, but they knew straight out of Compton. And then Empire State of Mind, because honestly, it is the best song on the list. It is literally, if you look at the entire list, it is the best song. Yeah, I'm up in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm a Tribeca. Like, he was just, he just skated on it. Like, Hov is the best. And that was like, he had that lazy flow. It's just, I made it here. I can make it anywhere. Like, to me, it took over where Frank Sinatra's New York, New York left off. Oh, yeah. And I, sure. I think that that was a, I think that that's what he was shooting at. And he hit that. And then I have my honorable mention list, which was George, Georgia by Phil Mob and Luda. Welcome to New York City, Jay-Z and Cameron. New York, Fat Joe and Ja Rule. And then my New York shit, Busta Rhymes and Swiss Beats. Which was special. You got any honorable mentions? Um, no, because you did your homework and didn't do no, one, I, He mentioned something about Jay-Z, and I don't want to go off on a tangent, but <laughs> one of my favorite Jay-Z songs is All Around the World from the Blueprint 2. Oh, because the reason why I say that is because out of all rappers, in my opinion, the, reason, the thing that makes Jay-Z special out of being just a great rapper, he has literally educated us on culture. Outside of our home, when he all around the world, he's like London, England, South of France, and all points, baby, they know about your man, right? He's he talked about ATL, Shark Bar, yeah, you know, Club One Twelve. Yeah, he was talking about everything. So before social media, he was taking us there through his raps, right? So it was like, and he still does that. Like I was looking at an old photo. It's from 2001. He had the Audemars on, right? You got rappers right now that's just talking about Audemars, and bruh was the first one to talk about a Hublot, right? When on Watch the Throne, 
Now he wanted some other stuff. You know what I'm saying? He always took us. He he always took us to the next to the next stage in hip hop. But it's but he be like five years ahead. That's why the four 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 album came out at what seventeen, and then niggas really just, started getting on man. this money and culture and money and, and real investing in us. And, and the pandemic hit, but Ho was three years ahead of everybody. Shout I'm just saying, Ho. man, we got to just shout out to Ho, man. That's why I got to give him his hip hop CEO. Hip hop CEO for sure. Oh yeah, speaking of that, I want to do a little quote of Dean. Before you go, I got a lot of them. So you said that right now, the world is pretty much full of, and here comes the quote: Clubhouse professors and Instagram CEOs. What did you mean by that? What I mean by that is everybody's speaking on something. Hip hop, the hip hop, not the music business, the hip hop music business. It's the only industry that everybody's an expert on that never sat at the table. Yep. Right. This is what I mean. Imagine me or Ray going to Piedmont Hospital right now, busting into an open heart surgery, telling the doctor, you're doing that wrong. <laughs> True. You're doing that open heart surgery wrong. What are you doing? You have to contribute we've, to the culture if you want to be a part of it. We've never went to medical school. We've never studied medicine. But we're telling an expert who's done, who saved a million lives, you're doing that open heart surgery wrong. So you'll get somebody on Clubhouse that'll tell Ray, let me tell you about publishing. How you going to tell this man about publishing <laughs> when he didn't sold over 100 million records with writers and producers? Ain't nothing to tell him. I never said that. Dean said it, but it's true. I'm going to speak up for my man. I'm going to give my man his flowers. Saying it. You know what I mean? Over 100 million sold like, over here. So I, you can't, you know, I'm, if you own a hair salon or whatever you own, I can't walk in your hair salon. Yo, you doing that so and weave wrong. That's all. Clubhouse professors. So before you get out of here, just tell us what's next for the... Culture. What are you? What, what's your title? What you calling yourself? The, the dean, dean, dean of culture. My name is right. my name is Dean Jackson. I know, I my name is Jackson, my I name is Dean Jackson. But like, when I go on my cocky group. shit, I be like the dean of culture. All right. You know so what what's mean? next for the dean of culture? <sighs> it's a secret. Oh, don't let him I promise now. you. I promise my man Ray will be the first to know. He was. You gonna, he was, you gonna he, see it? He was the first to know when I went you to uh, Interscope. No, 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 no. We no, talked. He, he was oh, one he of the first me. to know when I went. Let me tell you about Ray. Let me get in my man his flowers right fast. Let me tell you something about this man. Let me keep it real. People, everybody got their opinions and shit about people in the music business. Ray always been a straight shooter from the hip. I'm talking. About, I remember the days when him and Rock City was going to open mic showcases. Rovella showcase yes. at, the, at the on Auburn Avenue at the Royal Peacock. I was there. I had my little college group there. Right. This is about people who really put the work in. This ain't no overnight shit. You know what I'm saying? I remember when Ray was going to DTB office, grounds office, shopping records from Rock City. Yo, I got these writers. I got this right. I got this boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? So motherfuckers want to skip the steps. My man Shaka Zulu said, yo, you can't skip the steps. The lesson is in the work. That's mm-hmm. a quote by Shaka Zulu. The, the lesson is in the work. And nobody wants to do the work anymore. Everybody wants this shit to be microwavable. Not just the music business, whatever industry, and because of social media. Oh, the first thing people do when they think of starting a business, they start an Instagram page before they get an LLC. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tell cool. them. Damn, boy. They start an Instagram page before they the get an LLC. So all I just I just want to give Ray his uh, his flowers for real, for Definitely. always. The how you become great in anything is knowing when to pivot. Everybody who's great has pivoted. Oprah Winfrey was on the regular news. She got her own talk show. She did that for twenty five years. She got her own network. Then she did, like whatever. We all know what Jay-Z's pivots are, Puff's pivots, like, all with open up multiple charter schools. Like, 
every great person knows when to pivot. Michael Jordan came back in 1996 with the fadeaway because he couldn't jump from the free throw line no more. Mm. That's crazy. That's, that's what a pivot is and still contribute to the game, to the culture at a high level. Mm. You know, Jimmy Iovine famously says, he says, you have to be like the DJ. Yeah. The DJ knows what song is coming next while everybody's on the dance floor enjoying the current song. Yes. And he yes. also knows he's tired of the song before y'all are tired of the song. So by the time y'all finally getting into it, he's on to the next. Yep. You got to be like a DJ. You got to be on Read to the, the next quick, like Hove said. By the way, I just want to say, man, we don't give... I, I know we say Jay-Z is the GOAT, man, but that nigga has taught us so much. I got a hot take about Jay-Z. Say it. He's the most underrated rapper ever. And he's still number one. Listen to what I said again. He's the most underrated rapper ever. Bro, and he talked the way, dog, let me tell y'all something. I used to be one of those. I'm going to give you a Jay-Z story just to let y'all know. By the way, I can give you a hundred of them. I got one too. A lyric story. I was one of those guys that always talked about, like Jay-Z is the dude that know how to make you feel lame. <laughs> like he know how to make you so I was always a guy that was like man I missed the Rockefeller days man what happened to Rockefeller and then right around this time I'm like listening in the car and I hear hove on that new shit niggas like how come niggas on my old shit buy my old albums niggas, you hear everything niggas niggas stuck on stupid I'm stuck on the blueprint me I, like dog it was like at that moment I never talked about Rockefeller no more again it was Hold like up. rock nation to the end here's my JD story like, tell me GTP days we was me and PK was managing the artist named Small World that was signed to DTP. Uh, we made some records. Um, back to the hustle. I got one more pat myself on the back. Small World was one of the artists on the label who was extremely talented. But as as Ray knows, when you got a lot of artists on the label, if you ain't the priority, nobody paying attention to you. I told Small World, I was I wasn't even getting paid. I was an intern. I took Small World to Clark Lane University to the artists that we, me and PK was managing to so the dorm room studio made him record three songs. I mm. took those three songs back to Shaka and that's how we got Small World's budget opened up at, oh, wow. at Dev Jam. We made the records. It started doing something. Shaka was like, yo, we about to open up your Dev Jam budget. We're going to fly to New York. We go to New York. Jeff Dixon was in the New York office like, yo, y'all want to go downstairs and meet Hove? What? He's the president. <laughs> of course we do. Me, PK, so we go down there. You got the Bitcoin office. This is well, I mean, so far ahead of my time. He said, I'm so far ahead of my time. I'm about to pass you twice. twice. Yeah. We walk into the office. Bro got on. Remember when, when Jordan made the Jordans that look like the Air Force Ones? Remember those? Yeah. He had them shits on three years before they came out. This is facts. Three mm. years before they came out. The black ones with the strap, all that. We look under the table. like We seen the Jumpman logo. We liked it. Some ones, they join us. Like, what he got on? Like, it was classic hope. He got the black and white Adidas track jacket on the white jacket with the black stripes, jacket open, yellow gold rock chain, yellow diamonds, right? The crazy part is he had like 12, I'm not gonna exaggerate, let's say it was six to eight. Eight like huge, like Louis bags, a big, huge shopping. He's like, yo, that might be for Beyonce. Like, exactly. It was like the biggest bands like lined up by his door. Like it was certain things. We played this record for him. It was called Mr. Magnificent. It was produced by KO, but it sounded like Just Blades could have did it. And we played it for him. And bro went into his Rain Man shit. He leaned back. He's like, oh shit. He like he telling world like, oh this might be the deal. He basically gave the whole blueprint on what an artist needs to do to be successful. In like a seven minute speech. 
Oh, wow. Like, every single thing. You got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do that. And I, I pull from a lot of that when I'm in meetings now telling artists what to do. I'm like, my motto is this. Jeff Dixon told me this. If I got a million dollars, how you going to tell me how to make a million? Mm. Tell me how to make 50 million or 100 That's million. That's real. He said, too many people will come up in the office and say, oh, Jeff, I, I, gotta, I know where you can make a million. I don't need that. Tell me how you can make me 10, 20 million. I know how to make a million. You know what I'm saying? So it was just little things like that. But that was the only time I've ever come face-to-face with Jay-Z. That was a really good Jay-Z story. Yeah. Let's get it, man. Well, this is the God Show. Shout out to my brother Dean for showing up. I hit him last night. Pull up. And he here. Let's get it. And hold he's going to be back. Hold on. We not done, are we? Uh, hold on. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Go let ahead. Me just say, I'm going to speak with my man Ray again. Atlanta has been a hotbed for culture. Realistically, since 2000, 2001, like when we was the shit. Of course. And we haven't let it go yet. One thing that Atlanta has always needed and still need of is media, right? I've been to, I've had meetings with Complex. I've had meetings with Choose ATL. It's like, yo, we need a Complex.com type thing based out of Atlanta. We need the, the record label offices based out of Atlanta, we need podcasts that's relevant to culture, led by somebody who knows about the culture, who has contributed to culture, who can interview people of the culture and speak on it from this perspective, right? With all the talent that we have here, all the superstars, we continue to have to go outside of this city to get our record deals, to get our brand partnerships deals, to get our artists interviewed, to get everything we need for an artist to become a superstar. Yes. This is Atlanta. Um, if we continue on that path, we won't have this shit. Like I said, in fifty years, exactly. Like I'm telling you, like so. Anybody who wants to start up a podcast, a radio show, or this or that, please do it. A a a, a blog, a, a magazine, please do it because there's enough talent and executives here to cover the culture daily. I just want to say that. Let's get it. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.